0: are you ready come on ladies and gentlemen now tuned into the motherfucking greatest introduce the moment you've all been waiting for join, join the counts back up in the house all up in your mouth join the counts
1: <laughs> I like that
0: that's, that's gonna be the new intro
1: how is it in their mouth? It
0: could be anywhere. It could be in their ears and their ass. But it needed to somehow rhyme. We're going to get the girl from, uh, from Death Row, the one who sang all the hooks on the Death Row songs?
1: Yeah. I
0: heard it's the bomb. And you, you got, got it going on. on. Give me some
1: of your thug passion, baby. for oh, passion. You got me dripping wet. I remember. From the way you make me sweat. I remember being like 14
0: years old and hearing that and thinking, she's not dripping wet from sweat. Preserved. (laughs) You know what I
1: mean? Welcome to episode six.
0: My name is Kirvin.
1: And my name is Megan.
0: Join accounts all up in your mouth.
1: All up in your mouth. (laughs) Join accounts.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in and for... uh,
1: Tuning in with your old-timey radio dial. I love you.
0: (laughs) My favorite thing about you is words like old-timey.
1: What other words do you like that I say?
0: Uh, Hold on. Rexies?
1: Yeah, but those are made-up words. What about like real words?
0: The Dickens? Like, it's colder than the Dickens out there?
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's real or not. It's just something we say in my family. What about w- want to?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say shit like, but I don't want to. And I'm like, you don't want to? Like Keanu Reeves?
1: <laughs> I don't want to.
0: And, uh, but I think your mom talks like that too.
1: Yeah, where do you think I got it?
0: My mom used to say some really stupid shit. And one day I got to like sit down and ask her. But I... My parents have proven to not know what the fuck they're talking about to begin with. Because yeah, I,
1: I will never forget the conversation where we asked them. I asked them specifically, how did you come up with the name Curvin? You asked them? Yes. What did they you tell you? You don't remember that?
0: I think I remember what was sitting at the table, but I was I really can't hungry. Even,
1: I can't even I relay it because it was so you convoluted. Can't. There was no explanation. They started telling some story that had nothing to do with your name. Exactly. They said something about... I can't even, I honestly can't remember because it made no sense. One, it had nothing to do with the name Curvin. No. Like they knew someone named Kelvin.
0: Yeah. One day I asked her. I was curious. I don't know why I didn't ask before, but it wouldn't have mattered because she would have gave me the same response. But one day I asked her, I was like, Mom, as a matter of fact, I got a recording of it. I thought you said it was some other stuff. Mommy, okay. I need to know the story behind my name. Ay, Kevin. Tell me that again. You said it was in the baby book. It was in the baby book. Okay. Cause I've looked for years. I've You're not... gonna find Kevin. It's Kevin. Okay. But we didn't like Kevin because Maria just had a baby and she named him Kevin. Okay. So friends said, let's make a difference. Let's write and r out of all the letters y and R, Y and r it could have been any other and why there between the e and the v it, it couldn't be at the, at the end but that could be it. i don't vir. know i mean I, I i just need to know because you know because because you know name naming naming anything is very important i know and I my mean, name is was, a mystery it, that's right because it's unique it's just you it's not from now on, you're gonna find curving Ker- in the baby's names book. No, I can't. I can't find it on license plates when I go to souvenir shops. Good. I can't. What do you mean, good? I feel so left out. No, you are not left out. You're unique. That's the difference. It all depends how you see the glass. You see it half empty or you see it half full. I see that shit's gone because I drank that whole shit. <laughs> you just see it like half full. The door is open. Dan, I'm not going anywhere. Ain't nobody coming here.
1: Just in case. Why don't they just say, we just made it up?
0: I wish they would just say that. Me I too. wish they would just say that. It would make me feel better. But they come with this...
1: Maybe they said Kelvin, and the people wrote it down as curvin, and it was actually a typo, like my brother said.
0: Your brother said that?
1: <laughs> Remember my brother was like, maybe they just made a typo on the birth certificate.
0: A lot of people have told me maybe it was a typo. Because um,
1: when they say... Kelvin... It sounds like Kelvin to me,
0: especially since Dominicans we speak a little lazy, so R's usually get turned into L's. Yeah,
1: they're like Kelvin. I'm like, are they, are your parents calling you Kelvin? What the fuck? Are we just are we just wrong?
0: No, no, because it's like Kelvin, but I mean that har, R.
1: Kelvin.
0: Kelvin. 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 Kelvin.
1: Kelvin. Kelvin.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on. There.
1: I don't know where my name came from either. I, you know, probably a baby book. That's what white people do.
0: I wish my parents would be. Were a little white.
1: My my parents <laughs> told no. Your name is awesome. My parents told me that my name was going to be Amy.
0: I can see you being an Amy. Really? I mean, if your na- baby, your name could be whatever it wants to be. Why? I'm I'd...
1: just like so generic that I don't have any kind of personality associated with my name.
0: I mean, names, names are important, right? Right. But if you were any other name, I'd still love you.
1: Well, of course, but I could never, I mean, I know it's because it's me. I could never see myself as, a, as an Amy.
0: When I was young, I had two names that I, that I wish were my name. Yeah? I was probably like in third grade. I wanted to be called, my first choice was Carlos. Right?
1: You're right? not a Carlos. No,
0: I'm not a anything but Curvin.
1: It's true. You know? That is the best way of putting <laughs> it.
0: And my second pick was Enrique. No.
1: <laughs> right? Definitely not.
0: And I just imagined... What about
1: the one you told me earlier?
0: What did I tell you earlier? Oh... <laughs> That was my nickname, my, I, my middle name.
1: I called Kirvin an Adonis today because he was working out in the living room with no shirt on, and he looked sexy as fuck. And I'm Thank like, you, you are an Adonis.
0: And then I went on to tell her, I thanked her profusely. Of course. And I told her that when I was younger, I wanted that to be my middle name because my middle name is fucked up too. No, well, it's not. a
1: great name. Yeah,
0: my entire full name is, is great, but at first glance, it's a little different. Yeah. I wanted my middle name to be Adonis. And I wanted people to call me Donnie for short.
1: That's so cute and East Coast. Don- Donny's such an East Coast name.
0: And when people would ask me, "Oh, what's that short for Donald? and I would tell them, "No, Adonis," and then I would flex.
1: I love my new last name. Thank you. It makes me feel so exotic.
0: And it goes well with your middle name. It goes. It it it, it
1: just, flows. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, what are we gonna name our children?
0: We we have names. Did you forget about them?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Are you rethinking them? Sometimes. I like them.
1: I feel like Sophia has gotten way too popular.
0: That was never a choice. Yeah, it was. Mia.
1: I know, but Sophia was originally.
0: But we settled on Mia.
1: Okay, relax. You look like you're going to punch me.
0: No, I'm not going to punch you. I just I can't believe that you don't remember.
1: I thought I thought of another name recently, and I was like, that would be a good name for a baby. Oh, I work with a girl named Irina, which I think is a beautiful name.
0: You know you know what the thing is about names? It really depends on the person.
1: Sure. But I think Irina is a beautiful name. It's unique. It goes with your last name. I've never met another Irina. And my grandmother's name was Irene.
0: Are we making this decision on the podcast?
1: Not necessarily. It's just a discussion.
0: Okay. Have you ever felt like you didn't want anybody else to know the names that you had? Of
1: course. Because
0: you were afraid they were going to take it? Yeah. How many kids do you want?
1: Uh, Zero to two?
0: Yeah. I just decided. I mean, I know we we, we constantly have the kid talk, so I don't want to go any further into it anymore. Right. But I will say that I've decided I'm going to stop having sex with you, so we never have kids.
1: That sounds like a fantastic idea.
0: High five. I'm going to start wearing condoms.
1: Baby, I have a invasive piece of metal shoved in my fucking cervix. I think that that's sufficient.
0: I'm going to do it because I love the way it feels.
1: <laughs> You're stupid.
0: The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them. If you are at all offended,
1: I have a question for you. Hit me with it. When was the last time that you cried?
0: What kind of cry?
1: Um, Well, we could make it a two-parter. Okay. When was the last time you just cried? When was the last time you cried because you were sad?
0: It's been a really long time since I've cried because I was sad. Mm -hmm. More than likely, you'll find me crying because of a movie that I watched, a song I heard that was really beautiful, or like a story that I heard.
1: And you don't like cry, cry. I just see your eyes start to well up.
0: Yeah. I, I will say I saw a post. You know how celebrities read mean tweets about themselves?
1: Oh, yeah, the homeless one?
0: Exactly. Oh, my
1: God. I couldn't even read the whole thing because I started crying.
0: I, I didn't cry, but I'm sure if I read 20 more of those, I would have been well on my way to crying. It was something about seeing their faces while they read these mean things about themselves. I wanted to get off my ass and help. Yeah. You know?
1: I deal with homeless patients at the hospital relatively frequently. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard fucking life. I mean, I know people know that, but...
0: I think sometimes we forget.
1: They face a lot of discrimination. They face a lot of discrimination in health care, too, which is sad because they are the type of people who ne- need nah. health care because they're on the elements you know and people just treat them and granted a lot of them are drug addicts of course. but they get just treated like drug addicts even though there are actual medical problems with them mm-hmm. and that sucks
0: I wish there was a way that I can carry that emotion with me all day but what happens is no you don't <laughs> I mean not that feeling of I sadness because I get
1: stuck in that emotion too frequently yeah and it is too heavy
0: I'm talking about the emotion of
1: that—that that feeling of wanting to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, even if it's just one person. Because what happens is, I go on, I get on, I get on with my day, yeah. and I forget about it. You mm-hmm. know, right now, we're, you and I—we're thinking about we have to move. We're—we're we're looking for places to go. I have to send out for my tags for the car. I have all these other things that that are weighing on me, that I forget about
1: people, other people. Yeah, people who are struggling.
0: Yeah. And what would happen is, as I'm driving by, oh, I hate that. I hate it because of the guilt that I feel. Yes. You know, when they're, like, by the gas station with their signs. And and they'll have, like, their little daughter with them.
1: And you're like, do I make eye contact? Don't I? Like.
0: As I drive away, I feel like a piece of shit.
1: Well, you get those, like, conflicting emotions of, are these people trying to scam me? Yeah. You know, when I see people out there with their kids, I just feel like. Or maybe they're not homeless. Maybe they just just need help. Yeah. I tend to, if I have something, I give it. Nah. You know, even if it's just some change. No. Nah. Just because of that feeling. Yeah, of like, man.
0: I, I will admit, I, I don't give often. I do give. I'm aware that
1: I don't give often. I'm aware that I give probably too often. Really? Yeah. But I don't carry cash that often, so <laughs> exactly. it's limited. Yeah. But if I have cash, I do. I, I give it.
0: And again, there's that, that, that issue of, being desensitized because in New York we have a big homeless problem when you see them like on every block you you just start to walk right past them you know yeah
1: see I didn't grow up with any of that so every time I go into a city or every time I see homeless people I feel like I need to help them because I didn't become desensitized at all to Mm -hmm.
0: that when uh when was the last time you cried
1: I cry all the time I mean, I really do.
0: When was the last time you cried because of something meaningful? <laughs> I'm joking.
1: <laughs> when was the last time I cried when I wasn't hormonal?
0: <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. That's probably
1: a better question. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember the last time I had a like a good cry. Yeah. Like where I actually cried for more than like just a couple seconds. I think I know when. Go ahead.
0: That video being reblogged of the guy who No, but that shot. wasn't
1: like crying, crying. Yeah. That was just like a few tears as I was watching it because it was touching.
0: Yeah.
1: I think the last time, the last time I remember crying without, like, provocation. I mean, I guess, I guess it was provoked. In January, I believe it was, I went to my first appointment with um, my new psychiatrist. Okay. And I was... You know, having a really hard time. You know, I had been crying at home a lot—not a lot. I don't know what a lot is. You know, I was—I was going through a, a period of depression, and you know, not feeling like myself for quite some time. And I was meeting my new psychiatrist for the first time, and I knew that my, my medications probably needed some adjusting. Mm-hmm. But anytime you meet with a psychiatrist for the first time, you know. They review your, basically your life. They want, they want to know the story. In a nutshell.
0: No.
1: I started talking to her. Nothing in my past or anything made me well up. But I got to the present. I had given her, you know, my basic backstory of my mental health issues and some of the stuff that I had been through. And I was, you know, very matter of fact. This is, you know, I was on these medications and then I did this and then I was off medications and, you know, this has been a, a you know going on since my early teens, so it, it was a long yet compact history that I gave her. I gave her the bullet points, you know,
0: and what made you want to cry
1: she said what what's going on with you now and he said you know i'm I'm having a lot of trouble sleeping, I'm having a lot of anxiety um I've just been feeling like i can't really do anything and i remember very distinctly the moment i started to cry was as i was saying i was telling her how this the stress at my oh i had had my first panic attack for like five years four years i remember that and and that was pretty significant and you know she asked me you know what's going on i said you know my stress at work has gotten to where it's unmanageable for me. And on my days off, I find that I can't do anything. You know, I use up all of my living on my work days and then I come home and I'm almost unable to function. And the moment that I started crying was when I told, like I said out loud, most days I can't even take it, get myself to take a shower. Mm -hmm. And there was something about saying that and I can feel it. Coming up right now. That moment that you admit that. You're not able to take care of yourself. Like a normal human being. You know that I would. Spend two or three days off. And. Not shower or not brush my teeth. I know that sounds so disgusting. Mm -hmm. But it was a combination of being surprised to hear it come out of my mouth mm-hmm. and feeling ashamed and feeling like a loser, you know? And also just hearing it made me realize how bad I was mm-hmm. because I was holding it together. You know, anyone who – Yeah, I didn't I – didn't, Anybody <clears throat> around me would have thought that I was totally functional. I am a very functional, depressed person mm-hmm. because when I'm around people, it doesn't show. And when I'm home – you know, I, I'm i still functional, but very minimal. You know, I would wake up and on the days that you would be working, I would barely get off the couch or barely get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do anything. I do that now sometimes just out of laziness, but no. this was out of
0: Can't move. my
1: inability to actually do it. Wanting to do it and not being able to knowing that I had to go to the store to pick up something and spending all day working myself up to be able to leave the house because the thought of the world outside of these walls was so overwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to go and see people and interact and speak and get money out of my wallet. And for me, depression is like cement. It's like... My body feels hostage to my mind. It is hard for me to walk to the kitchen to get something to eat. It is excruciating getting in the car and driving to the store and having to interact buy some half and half and coffee. You know,
0: I want to say two things. Uh, Not to belittle your depression. But when you said that, um, you, you, you'd spend so much energy at work and then when you get home, you didn't have any desire to, to, to take care of yourself. Yeah. It kind of reminded me, I feel like a lot of us, even, even us that don't suffer from depression feel that way.
1: Oh, yeah. I Be- think that that's common.
0: You know, we spend so much of, of our working day doing, 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 doing for the boss man. Yeah. And then when we get home, you know, you got to cook dinner, you got to wash dishes, you got to vacuum this, you got to do that, you got to do all these things and you don't feel like doing it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you 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 spend all your energy. I guess I guess what I'm saying is that's that's the way I can relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Because that's how I feel sometimes. Not not to the extent that you feel it, you know, cement, etc. I just feel tired and I let that lazy just take over.
1: I think that because I still feel that even when I'm not feeling depressed. And the difference for me is that even the things that I like don't bring me any pleasure. What do you mean? Like even stuff that I enjoy doing or, you know.
0: Like like stuff that, watching when, your favorite show?
1: Yeah. Or, you know, eating or, you know, I mean, I tend to be actually an eater more when I'm depressed are or you, stressed. Are you, about, like, are, are you talking about
0: – I'm sorry. Are you talking about – when you're looking for like that cure something to to get you out that mind state?
1: No, for example, I love shopping. Okay. One of my favorite things to do is go to Marshalls, even if I'm not going to buy anything, but I usually end up buying something <laughs> and just look at everything, look at the clothes, look at the makeup, look at everything. I almost had a panic attack in Ross when I was shopping because I, I went to you. Ross. I remember
0: you texted me. Yeah.
1: This. I went to Ross because I was feeling so bad and I was feeling so anxious and depressed that I'm like, "I know this is something I like to do, so let me go do that and see if that helps, mm-hmm. you know, because I was searching for something that made me feel better, and I know getting out of the house when you feel bad is a is is a usually a good remedy. You get fresh air, all sorts of things you're moving, and I got there, and I was in so I just started sweating. I started, it was started getting hard to breathe. I felt my heart just pounding and I was like, I gotta get out of here. It was almost like a social phobia, which I've never had, you know? And it was that, that thing, like things that usually bring you joy or mm-hmm. pleasure or whatever, they don't. I mean, I enjoy taking hot showers, you yeah, know? Yeah. Bats. I enjoy that kind of stuff. Nothing like that. And that's when it got down to like the basic, like grooming skills. That's when I, when I said that out loud, that's when I realized, wow, I'm I'm a lot more fucked up right now than I thought I was. You know, I thought I was holding it together pretty well. But when I say this out loud, you know, it was something that I had kind of brushed to the back of my mind because it's embarrassing.
0: Now, you got to forgive me. I'm going to ask a lot of questions that sound stupid.
1: No, I, I. you never sound stupid to me.
0: My mom suffered from depression while I was growing up. I didn't know it until, you know, I got to a certain age. And I look back, but most of my childhood was my mom, you know, unable to leave the house or not coming out of the room, and then yeah. when she would come, her face would be red, oh, yeah, you know, my sister and I were like four, five, six, seven years old, playing, yeah, being pain in the asses, <laughs> and my mom would come out of the room like frustrated. Yeah, there were mornings where she was making breakfast and you can hear her slamming things.
1: Yeah, that's how you know how I get when I'm like yeah. grumpy. Like I can't imagine having to deal with kids when I'm feeling My like sister
0: that. and I, we used to be like, "Ah, there's the witch." The witch, we used to call my mom the witch. <laughs> Cuz we used to be like, we used to be like carefree happy kids and we wonder, "What the hell is wrong with this woman? Why is she upset? Why is she slamming things?" Right. You know, I guess trying to battle her depression, she used to leave the house with us. Yeah. We would go on Walk-a-thons. Yeah. We'd walk from East New York all the way to Canarsie, l- window shop because we didn't have any money to buy shit. This was like a Saturday ritual. And, she, you know, she might buy like a slice of pizza and we'd, we'd share it or like an order of Chinese food and the three of us, we would share it. And, um, you know, we used to always complain, my sister and I, how much we had to walk. Yeah. But, you know, and she was telling us that it was good for us. And we'd just walk around and window shop. As I got older, she uh, she got it under control. I remember like from late 80s to mid 90s, it was a dark cloud. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're getting immune to your medication?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: Do you fear the having to up the medication, the toll yeah. that
1: it takes on your body? Absolutely. As a medical professional, you know, I spend my days telling people to take their medications and the benefits and all that stuff. But really, like, I am, I'm kind of a hippie at heart. Like, I don't like a lot of what Western medicine and pharmacology has to offer. Mm -hmm. I think that if I lived a different lifestyle, I could probably get away with not taking medications.
0: Do you think, do you think weed would handle all your, uh, what's the word?
1: Um, I don't think so. Okay. For two reasons. I don't think that it handles the depressive aspect enough, Mm -hmm. you know, because it kind of already makes you mellow and you're feeling down. It's not like it's going to help you want to get up and move and and necessarily do stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, hypothetically, I enjoy drugs that make me feel Mellow. somewhat sedated.
0: Okay.
1: And why hypothetically? <laughs> I've never done drugs before. Okay. Listeners, I think that I would use it too much as Get getting high rather than therapeutically. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, this feels good. I'm in a funny world. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm not really in reality. The medications that I take that are prescribed to me, the best way that I can describe it is it raises the bottom. Okay. In that, I, w- I, I don't have, you guys can't see my visuals, but if this is the line where I feel like a normal functioning person, mm-hmm. when I get depressed, I go down here.
0: Okay.
1: The antidepressant brings me back up to normal.
0: And that's the lowest. So it can doesn't go. make me
1: happy. It's not the lowest that I can go, but it makes my baseline, it raises that bottom up so that my baseline is functional. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me happy, you know? And a lot of de- antidepressants, they work very differently. So it was a trial and error type thing for me where I took ones that gave me such a narrow band of emotions. That it was worse for me than being depressed. Okay. I wasn't either happy or sad. I was pretty much apathetic.
0: <laughs> That's kind of how I feel all day no, long. Oh,
1: you're a happy person. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you feel emotions deeply. I didn't feel really anything. So it was like, yeah, I don't feel like killing myself today, but... I also don't feel that joy of smelling the air and that feeling I get when I see those hills that we drive by that always give me this like deep, intense feeling of joy. I could never feel those things because I was just stuck in this little band of emotions. So the the type that I take now, it basically lifts up my bottom, lifts my ass up, (laughs) and makes it so I feel like myself. I can still feel sad, I can still feel happy, I can still feel everything, but I don't get stuck in those emotions.
0: Now, I have to admit, as someone who doesn't suffer from depression, sometimes I'm lost when I see you that way.
1: Yeah, it's weird.
0: I wouldn't say weird. It's almost like I have these multiple choices of things that I can do to make you happy, and none of them work. Right. I've used all the tools in my toolbox and didn't fix the problem. So I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, because I, I don't suffer from depression, but I can think back to a time in my life when I was depressed. Sure. You know, it was this time after high school, first few years of college. My life changed. I wasn't where I wanted to be. Nothing was going according to plan. I felt like there was this gray cloud. Yeah. I listened to the same CD every day over and over and over i wrote like sad poetry yeah <laughs> you know
1: you were unhappy you i was were un- lost. yeah
0: that was the extent of my experience with depression
1: mm-hmm.
0: but every once in a while i'll have like a day where i'm just like you just down feel
1: normal now. yeah yeah yeah
0: and sometimes all it takes for me to feel better is i'll put on the right music
1: right
0: you know something to get me hype
1: yeah
0: or i'll watch some stand-up comedy listening to the stand-up comedy Station on Pandora, or you know, little little tricks, right. little tricks. But um, I don't have any life hacks when when I see you that way. Yeah. In fact, when you got the panic attack last time, I almost got like frustrated.
1: I understand.
0: You know, like I wanted to like. You're
1: like, just fucking calm down.
0: No, 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 <laughs> not not on some angry shit. No, I know. But you know, like when you say I'm feeling anxious, and I say, oh no, don't be anxious. I'm sure part of you is like. Nigga, what the fuck do you mean? Don't be anxious. Right, right, right,
1: right. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is a little part of me that yeah. says that, but I know you're not saying it. Yeah, because...
0: I'm not saying it. Like, yo, turn it off. Yeah, you know, stop slacking, yo.
1: You're like, it's your way of saying I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yeah,
0: I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't feel anxious, you know. I'm always caught off guard because, like you said, you're functioning, you're you're, you're you're high functioning depression. What what was
1: it? that you said? I don't know, something like that.
0: Yeah. Well, you hide it well. I do. So when you finally admit, I'm feeling anxious, or or whatever, I'm always like, "What? Yeah. Where did I come from? Because of what? What?" And you're like, "I don't know why." Like, stop asking me why I feel this way.
1: No, but but love, honestly, you are the one and only person that I have, you know, been around that knows exactly what to say to me.
0: But I have no idea. I
1: know, but the things that you say. You've been the first person who doesn't frustrate me more or make me more depressed. You actually make me feel better when I'm not feeling well. In that you allow me to feel what I'm feeling instead of trying to resist it. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to fix it. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to ask me why. Because
0: I can't fix it. (laughs)
1: Exactly. But, But... You've come in on me crying yeah. for no reason.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a reason for crying.
1: I feel sad, but that's not a reason, you know? That's
0: We started this by saying, when was the last time you cried?
1: I know, but like, I feel sad for no reason.
0: You're just sad. And
1: just crying. Okay. And you've come in to me on situations like that where I can't explain what, what I'm sad about because I don't know. It just I just feel sad and I'm crying. And instead of trying to cheer me up in some weird way or.
0: Tickling your feet.
1: Continuing to ask me why I'm crying or anything. You lay there with me or you sit there with me and you say, it's okay to cry.
0: Let yourself cry,
1: you know, and, and then see how you feel. And something about that freedom to. Be in the present mm-hmm. and be in the moment and allow me to feel what I'm feeling without guilt or shame or judgment or anything allows that moment to pass more quickly because I'm not resisting it. Cause I, usually I'm resisting it. Yeah. And you let me relax from that resistance.
0: I, I can't imagine a situation where I would make you feel guilty for feeling sad.
1: Well, not guilty. That's just a normal. I think a normal response for people who feel depressed is you feel guilty because you're like, I'm putting the people I love through seeing me like this. I have no reason to be depressed. I have a great life. So you feel guilty. I've heard you say that before. That kind of stuff. So there's nothing more frustrating than someone making you feel worse about yourself when you're feeling depressed.
0: Have, have you had that experience?
1: Definitely.
0: You want to talk about it? Because I'm curious. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. You want what... to know
1: all the ways you're more awesome than my ex-boyfriends?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. But I also, I just want to know, like, I want to know how these people handled it.
1: My last serious boyfriend, he would ignore me. Really? So he would, like, go in the other room when he would see that I was crying and just leave me alone.
0: You think you think that was him like, trying to give you space, or you think he was trying to avoid it?
1: I think he was trying to avoid it.
0: What gave you that impression?
1: Just knowing him the way that I know him.
0: And he did this all the time?
1: Yes. I can't do that. I know, because it's a horrible thing to do to someone you love.
0: Like, if I see you crying...
1: He would not only leave me, he would invite people over, and they would do things in the other room... And either party or play video games or do something while I was shut in the bedroom crying.
0: That's 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 fucking crazy.
1: That's an asshole move.
0: I want to punch him. Can I punch him? No.
1: I mean, you know, I try to defend him a little sometimes because I feel like he, he had no toolkit when it came to expressing emotions mm-hmm. or knowing how to deal with people who sp- expressed emotions. Like, it was impossible to get this man to speak about his feelings. So he really didn't know how to deal with me so his whole he was like okay i'm going to go over here you stay here They're there bye yeah. bye it
0: was it was like when i was trying i don't trying think to, it
1: was like he was trying to be an asshole you know i think it was just like complete inability to know how to deal yeah. so he's just going to leave me there until i'm okay
0: like when i was trying to avoid my parents cuz my father cuz i didn't know what to say to him when right. his mom died so i was like trying to avoid it
1: yeah it's not because you're a bad person it's mm-hmm. because you you know you don't it makes you uncomfortable. You don't know how to deal with the situation. I've had people who continue to try and drill me to figure out what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that is so infuriating. It's just like if I knew, I would tell you so you'd shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I don't know why I'm crying. I don't want to dig deeper into it. Nah. There's not a place that it's really coming from. Like
0: I feel like that some way sometimes. Though. I know. Like, cause, cause naturally it's, once I, I want to fix... find
1: it. Yeah. You want to find a solution. You want to find the source. Yeah, and It's a natural thing to want to feel, but I, I just, I just know it's not something that has a clear cut answer to, you know?
0: Do you think there will ever be a time where you won't need any medication and you won't suffer from depression?
1: God, I hope so.
0: Because I feel like my mom overcame it. From my teenage years to my adult life, the only thing my mom suffered from was diabetes.
1: It's true, but she may, you know, we don't know what she's like now necessarily. Of course, but
0: I mean, based on what I remember growing right. up.
1: Very different from what you remember growing up.
0: If, if she, maybe she got a hold of it. Maybe she got a good handle on it. Maybe she knows how to, but I... I I mean, you're right. I, as I got older, I moved away. I, I didn't spend as much time. You know, and
1: as, as we get older, our hormones change. Like a lot of things change that, that affect our personality and affect our emotions. You know what I mean?
0: I feel like, I don't know if this is because I'm more aware or because more people exist, but I feel like there are more people with depression, some kind of mental health. There are more people who are autistic. Mm-hmm. more people you know what i mean like yeah is that is that because is it's that happening worm? yeah <laughs> like what what what's wrong with us the human species that but well
1: i think that our i think that our surroundings and the way that we live contribute so much to definitely, these problems definitely. i mean and they've proven this particularly with the stress response and the anxiety disorders that come out of that Living in densely populated areas, like where you grew up, mm-hmm. where people are stacked on top of each other and mm-hmm. buildings are stacked next to each other, mm-hmm. that is not how humans were meant to live. There is remember that whole, like, the idea of the morphic fields and stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the type of person that, you know, at the risk of sounding like a fucking hippie as usual, I feel what other people are feeling. You're an empath. I, you know, I've never been diagnosed. I don't know if that's a, that, that's like a, you know, but I really feel when we would get on the bus
0: mm-hmm.
1: in East New York, I would almost start crying every time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I hated the bus. <laughs> <laughs> there were too many unhappy people, frustrated people, people living in, in poverty around me that I could feel that energy and I was left, and I think your mom's a lot like that. Your mom and I have talked about that before. Oh, where? where we would sit next to, you know, a group of people and get so uncomfortable that we had to, you couldn't wait to leave because all we could feel was the hardships that these people were experiencing and the stress. So when people are around people like that, you start having disorders because your your body starts getting freaked out and so- short-circuiting the, the stress response because you're having these hormonal cascades mm-hmm. all the time and you're like, you know.
0: And, and I don't think we're not doing anything as a society to fix society.
1: No. I mean, there's so many. There's, just, there's a lot of things that contribute to it.
0: Yeah. But, you know, a few years ago I said how society needs a restart button. Yeah. We need to start from the beginning. We need to do this right because the way we live is killing us, basically. Yeah, There's nothing that contributes to our well-being yeah. the way we live.
1: Absolutely. The way that we work, the way that we eat, the way that we interact with people, the way that technology has taken over. You know, yeah, there are benefits to certain things, but there are also, you know, have you had a... Try and have a conversation with someone in their 20s, early 20s lately. No. It's difficult. Yeah. No. And that is not to say that people in their early 20s are stupid or anything like that. It is that the generation that's coming up has not had the same face-to-face social interactions that we grew up with. Yeah, no. They grew up with so much more technology that some of the social skills are lacking.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you can see it in... You know, when people take screenshots of like OK Cupid or some kick conversations?
1: Yeah. Like the way these guys specifically,
0: the way they're speaking.
1: Oh my God, it's disgusting. I'm like, when they. Do you have any. Like, first of all, why are you having those thoughts? Why do you think this is an appropriate conversation? Yeah. And why are you being so fucking disrespectful? Yes.
0: It's like there's no. There's no tact. There's no. Yes. That That space in your brain, you know where the words travel to your mouth there's there should be like a filter there, yeah, and there's no filter
1: and also so much of American society in growing up has changed to this whole everybody's special and everybody's important, and nobody's a loser, yeah, and some of the shame that like I think is. A little bit of shame is important I think in growing of course. up because you learn how to act right. <laughs> like yes. you don't you don't remember that episode of Louis CK where that little kid comes to his house and his mom's he said my mom tells me that everything I do is okay and he's like no yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly how it went but that's how a lot of kids are growing up. Mm-hmm. So they don't know that you can't be a dickhead and it's just fine.
0: I thought about this one time Because I saw this in my own life, and I wonder how true it is in other people's lives. But all the popular kids from high school grew up to be fucking losers. Yeah. Meanwhile, the other students who were struggling, the outcasts, the the, the black sheeps, they blossomed you know?
1: Struggle tends to turn you into no. a person of character. No,
0: it doesn't tend to. It, it does. does. <laughs> it does. You need some roadblocks. You need some challenges. Yes, because you learn. You need to be told no. You need yes. to lose.
1: That, Losing is super important Yeah, thing to learn.
0: I think about the really attractive, popular kids in high school. Yes. You know, who doors were open to them because yep. because they were popular. They were cool. They were attractive. When they arrived at the real world, when they, when they came to the real world and they didn't get that special treatment, they didn't have the tools to, to, to yeah. how do I overcome this obstacle? You know, oh shit, a roadblock. What do I do now? You know, when Facebook came around and I reconnected with all my old classmates and all the girls who were like shy and quiet and
1: nerdy. Are like beautiful and successful. Oh
0: my God. I was, I, <laughs> in the back of my head, I was like. Thank God I wasn't an asshole, and I was cool with yes. you, and I showed you respect because who you were, not because of how you dress or who you, what you look like. Because these these girls, the guys too, they 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 had great relationships with other people, yep. great jobs. They 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 were socially adept.
1: Yes, adept, adept.
0: Yeah. And everybody else, man, the the, the popular kids,
1: they were married in like unhappy marriages yeah. with kids that they were stuck with making live laugh love pinterest yes. projects and
0: and these are the fucking people on facebook right now saying the shit that makes me upset that made me delete my yeah. account because
1: where they'd post pictures of their their baby in stupid fucking
0: you don't even know how to finish that sentence? I don't
1: even know how to finish this sentence.
0: I had a friend who, this motherfucker was dressing up his son head to toe like him. Cause that, that's, that's the cute thing to do. Yeah. Uh, he was a big, uh, New York Giants fan. So he dressed him up in the jersey. He's wearing blue. He's got the headband with the logo on it. His son is like a few months old. And he's showing me pictures. Look, look, look. My son's a Giants fan. My son's a Giants fan. And, I thought what I thought. I'm not going to tell them, are, these are all the reasons why you're wrong. Instead, I'm going to be like, oh, that's a cool picture, and I'll move on with my fucking life. Yeah. I'm not going to entertain it. But what I think is, leave that kid alone. Yeah. Your kid is not a Giants fan. That's almost like I'm a Christian because my parents are Christians because their parents were Christians. Let your kids be who they want to be. Let them root for whatever team. Let them root for whatever God. This episode of Join Accounts is sponsored by not having any plans. Sometimes friends and coworkers come up to you and they ask you, got any plans for the weekend? And you're like, nope. And they look at you like you're a fucking alien. They have no idea how awesome it feels to wake up on a Saturday morning and know that the entire day is yours. You can do whatever you want, but you're not going to do shit. You may do laundry, if you feel like it, but what you will do, you're going to put on Hulu or Netflix, and you're going to catch up on some motherfucking shows. You're going to have some ice cream, smoke some weed, drink some beers, whatever. You're going to unwind, and you deserve it. There's nothing wrong with not having any commitments. Take a deep breath. Sit down. Wiggle your fucking toes. Turn your phone off. Put it in another room. Ignore everyone. It's the weekend, and you ain't got shit to do. Now back to our
1: show. Forgive me, Father. For I never consent. told anyone this before. Dear it has death. been sixteen days since my last I confession. confession. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. You better not tell anybody. I don't have a. I don't have a deep, meaningful one today.
0: I mean, the last one you gave was pretty deep. That was
1: heavy enough for a while. Yeah,
0: we could we could play late.
1: Today's confession is that the person who broke my heart the most, I met him on hotornot.com. What?
0: <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. Oh, my God. Why are you laughing? Because. I mean, I
1: know why you're laughing.
0: Yeah.
1: How How do you get to know somebody on Hot or Not? There was some kind of functionality where... If you thought each other was hot, like, it allowed you to interact somehow. I don't recall how we first started talking, but... Wait a minute,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. minute. You said he broke your heart.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, tell the story. The person
1: who broke my heart the most.
0: Was it on hot or not?
1: Yeah. And it was a very short relationship.
0: Go ahead, tell the story.
1: All right. So I met this guy... That was the closest I I can say that, like, I was ever in love before you. Really? Yeah. On
0: Hot or Not?
1: I'm sorry. I mean, we didn't, like, connect intellectually on hotornot.com. I know. I just... (laughs) We had, like, an instant chemistry connection together.
0: Okay.
1: He was a little bit older than me. He, I was um, uh, about to start my sophomore year of college, so I was, like, 19 or 20. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't remember how old he was, but he worked for, like, an investment firm in San Francisco. So he was, like, older and successful and stuff. And he
0: had no business being on Hot or Not.
1: Probably not. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure he was, like, 23 or 24. Oh, okay.
0: okay. He wasn't,
1: like, 35. That's what I imagine. Okay. But it was, like, it was one of those things back then that was cool to do, I guess.
0: The furthest I ever went, I posted my picture. Yeah. And that was it. Like, I would come by... And just see what my rating was. And eventually I forgot about it until like 10 years later when we were talking about the good old days.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I have a really bad memory. So I don't remember like our first date or anything like that. But I remember feeling like I was in love with this guy like right away. And I was really hesitant because I felt so strongly for him so fast that I was like, okay, I need to back off. Like this is no good. But then he was very... He made me this – he would, like, write me poems, and he made me this, like, box. You know how, like, he used to make, like, collages? Yeah. He would, he made this box that was a collage, like, and it had, like – it was, like, all, like, lovey stuff. And, you know, that's where I would keep, like, the little cards and letters he would write me. And, yeah, so, like, I was, I was totally into him. How did he break your heart? Oh, my God. So – I was leaving to go back to school. He lived in a city that was about 10 minutes away from where I was living. Okay. My parents were living. And I was I went to school like 45 minutes away, so I was really worried about that. I was like, man, like, this is going to be weird. Like, you know, what's going to happen with us? And he helped move me into my new dorms and stuff and reassured me, like, everything's going to be okay, you know. He loved driving his car, too. So, he was like, it's no problem. Like, I'll come see you all the time. It's going to be great. The weirdest thing happened. I was... Like, we were getting along, and he... You know, we would call each other, whatever, whatever. I have to say, like, in hindsight, I was kind of a pain in the ass. Why? And then I ended up getting a little bit psycho on him after we broke out. <laughs> okay. Just hear me out. So... One day I just got this like gut feeling like something was wrong out of nowhere. There was no indication that there was anything wrong with us. We were talking on the phone and I was like, I don't know why. I just have this like sinking feeling that you're going to tell me that things aren't working out. And he's like, well, are they for you? And I'm like, yeah. I'm loving this. He's like, well, they're not. And I'm like, it just like gutted me, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, we didn't, he wouldn't give me an explanation. You know, I was like, I don't understand what's happening. And he's like, I just, it's just not working out for me. We need to break up. And I was like, what? So, you know, we hang up the phone and I just like fucking collapse and start sobbing. <laughs> I'm sorry, love. It is but... not funny. I know, it was but a really, really hard breakup for me. I'm sorry,
0: love. I, I know, just from the outside looking in,
1: it because... sounds superficial. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. But... Especially
0: you said you collapsed. <laughs> I did. I'm
1: I sorry. went into April's room. She'll tell you. She was there. I, I went wait. in there and just like fell on the floor and just started crying. I think the hardest part for me and why I ended up getting a little crazy with it. Was he never gave me a reason. Nah. Like, we were on this, like, love path of I had met his whole family. Like, I knew so many things about him. We were, like, very, very connected. And I didn't understand, like, when there's that, like, not knowing, it's really hard to get over somebody or even mm-hmm. begin to get over them. So I kept calling him. <laughs> And trying to get an explanation, yeah. and I would like text him, and he wouldn't respond, and I would email him. You know, it was a lot of like chat back in the day. Mm-hmm. I would see him come online, and I would try and chat with him, and he'd log off, like
0: going this. this guy guy's just
1: like totally avoiding me. Yeah. Why can't you just tell me what's going? like I have I'm one of those people I need to know. like what did I do? What happened? like, let me have some closure. Yeah. So about like a month or two went by. I called him and a woman picked up.
0: You called what, his cell phone? Yes.
1: I was like, who's this? And she's like, you need to stop calling him. Wow. I said, who are you? She said, okay, back up a little bit. He had just broken up with his girlfriend like a couple months, long-term girlfriend, a couple months before I met him. Mm -hmm. Maybe a month. It was very close. She's like, I am the love of his life, and I have been with him for the last two years. And I'm back. And I don't know, whatever little fling you guys had, but it doesn't mean anything, and he wants you to leave him alone.
0: Wow. What a coward.
1: Exactly. What a fucking coward. Exactly. And And at one point, I did get him on the phone again, and I was like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. How dare you sick your girlfriend on me? Instead of just having the balls to be like... I'm still in love with my ex and I went back with her. Like yeah. I could have dealt with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of making me look like a fuck, I mean, I made myself look like a fool, but instead of like dragging that out and making me look like a fucking idiot, like why?
0: What I want to know is what was your rating oh, on that? <laughs>
1: It's that time again.
0: Wait a minute, baby. Wait a minute. The postman come through.
1: Yeah!
0: We got mail in the mail we bag. We got
1: mail, baby. I love it. We've got... Not only do we have mail, but we have an update.
0: Ah! We
1: have an update. Our if,
0: favorite anonymous messenger?
1: Our one and only favorite anonymous <laughs> messenger. So if you guys recall... Um this anonymous person had been sleeping with their best friend's husband on and off for two years and d- didn't feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. Yeah, I remember that. And we begged the anonymous person to give us more, more context. Yeah. And they did. And honestly, like, after reading this, I know you haven't read it, but after I read it... Yeah. I had a little bit more, like, sympathy? sympathy for this person.
0: I mean, that's one of the reasons why I don't like watching documentaries about artists and famous people that I don't like. Because once you humanize them, yeah. you start to, you know, relate yeah. to them. But In- uh,
1: Infidelity is complex.
0: Oh, I want you to remember that, if ever. i
1: <laughs> fucking kill you.
0: Let's hear it, baby. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so Anonymous says... I'm the one who confessed to sleeping with my best friend's husband. Since the last time I wrote, we've been kind of chilling on that for some time now. I do love my best friend, and I will admit that I do feel like shit for what we've done. So they do feel guilty.
0: Okay, okay.
1: It's one of those things. One thing led to another. Here we are. BT dubs, I'm a guy. (laughs) He claims he's not gay. He The husband? Yeah, the husband. Who's been getting fucked or fucking, Yeah. This is a big reason I can't ever tell her. I'm scared of what will happen. At this point, I wish it would all fade away. That's what made me sad, because it sounds very... Complicated? It sounds complicated, and it sounds lonely, you know? It's like, you're with this person who's denying that they're gay. But they're not with them. I mean, They're they're... I don't know. It sounds like they were involved. One thing led to another and they've been fucking for two years. That's not ah, just physical, you yeah. know, and that's. and So
0: the guy, he's <laughs> on the DL. Yes. He's married.
1: He's married, not claiming gay as in any kind of bisexual and having sex with a man.
0: Well, maybe he, he identifies as bisexual. Maybe that's why he doesn't. Maybe that's why he says he's not gay. I don't think so. Wow.
1: That makes me sad. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't know what to feel. When we first heard it...
1: I just assumed it was a woman. Yeah. Sleeping with her best friend's husband.
0: Not only that, I was kind of like doing the little shame Yeah, and I feel...
1: I don't know, for some reason... The fact that it's a gay man, like, it makes me feel more sympathy. Like, before I was, like, more judgy when it was a woman. But yeah. it's really the same thing. You're still sleeping with your best friend's husband.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: But I don't know. There's something about that that, like... There was a little bit of loneliness in that, in that update that made me feel for this person because obviously, you know, they're walking around with this secret. They're with somebody who's not claiming them. They can't tell anybody about it because it's scandalous. You know, that sucks. And it's been going on for a long time. I mean, maybe they have other great things going on in their life, but usually if you're fulfilled emotionally and sexually, you aren't, you know, sleeping with someone else.
0: Also he would like it to end, he would like to fade away.
1: It sounds like it, yeah.
0: And it sounds like it is, he says they've been chilling on it. I don't know if it was like a conscious effort. Right. I feel ignorant now for assuming that it was a woman. Like, I just automatically assumed it was a woman.
1: I mean, there was very little information given. It was just like, I'm doing this. There was no identifying, you know.
0: Yeah, I feel bad for him. I feel, is it horrible? I feel worse for him. Than the then best the, friend? Then the Me marriage- too. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I don't know why. I, I think because we feel like we know him a little bit. Yeah, like our allegiance. Yeah, our allegiance is more to him. Nah. We don't know this best friend lady. Nah. We don't know what her, her marriage is like. Yeah. You know, not that it's okay, but... You know, it's like I said, infidelity is complicated. Just because it's not right doesn't mean that... There isn't something there, you know? I mean, people find connections with married people that are inconvenient, Mm -hmm. you know? It's not a nice situation to be in.
0: I'm happy that he's not asking us for advice, because I wouldn't have anything to... Yeah, terrible. No, not only that, I don't know. I'm just glad he wanted to confess, and he wanted to uh, purge himself, absolve himself. Yeah, I'm glad
1: that we could take a little bit of that, hopefully a little bit of that burden of feeling like... You know, I just need to say this out loud kind of thing.
0: If I can say anything, if you want it to fade away, you know, it's all up to you yeah. to make it fade away. Stop answering text messages. Yeah. Treat him like the hot or not guy treated Megan. Just <laughs> just, 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 just let it go. Just ignore it <laughs> Till it fades
1: away. You're an asshole. All right. The next question comes from your boy, Mr. Rope and Coffee. I? This is like our weekly. He's become
0: a staple. That's it. He's he's our co-host. He
1: is. He's our unofficial co-host. I like that. He says to us, I don't want y'all to think, all I do is think about sex. Who am I kidding? I'm a freaky ninja. Okay. Here's the question. You have to give up one for the rest of your life. Your eyesight or your hearing. Do you want to see Kervin make his fuck face, or would you rather hear him come? Would you continue to hear the sweet sounds of Megan's orgasms, or see her tiggle biddies bounce up and down? Decisions, decisions.
0: <laughs> right away, when when I heard the the option, I was thinking about in life, like me how too. Would I, how would I get? Because around... that's different. Yeah.
1: If if it was just singled into sex, nah. I think it'd be different, but yeah. in life, I have I have one. So I have two answers. Okay. So in life, I would rather be deaf than blind. Okay. When it comes to sex, I would rather be blind than deaf.
0: I'm the opposite on both. Really. In life, I prefer to be blind. Really. I mean, I know. Maybe
1: you're a graphic designer. I know.
0: I know, but I think I love music more than I love seeing. I love music. I mean, there are a lot of beautiful things to look at. Of
1: course. Music... And just life, like getting through life, I think would be a lot more difficult. No. Okay. And, and but, but when it comes to sex, you would I rather see. see than hear.
0: Hell yeah. I want to see you bouncing. I want to see you on all fours, <laughs> ass up, pussy spread <laughs> wide open, you fingering yourself. All right.
1: Relax. <laughs> relax. Relax.
0: We got, no- we got anything else?
1: We got another one. Yes. This is another anonymous... Um, I think it's because they don't have Tumblr, which we love. I love that. We love you outsiders coming into our little yes. our little circle.
0: You guys are part of the family now.
1: A friend of mine recommended your podcast to me. Yes. Thank you, friend. That's what I love. It's probably the best thing in my life yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love getting to know you guys. Megan, your confession about the married guy moved me. You're a beautiful soul. Thank you for not calling me a beautiful whore. You're a beautiful whore. Thank you for sharing. I'm curious. What was the ultimatum you gave Kirvin the night it quote unquote almost ended? Do you remember? Do I remember? Like it was fucking yesterday.
0: Seems like yesterday we were hanging round the hood. Now I'm gonna... Keep your memory alive like a home. I thought you were going to sing with me.
1: I don't know what you're singing. This is for my homies. Yeah, I remember it for sure. I basically, we were at a point in our uh, situation where I was not his girlfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody in his family or friends knew about me. my
0: dirty little secret.
1: I was literally (laughs) his dirty little secret. Um, Nobody knew I existed, and he was not committed to me. Mm -hmm. I had spent nine months talking to him and falling in love with him, and you know, I needed to pick a path. It really was more of an ultimatum for me than you. Well, I felt it. (laughs) I know you did, but it it was honestly the first time in my life, because I've been in a lot of, you know, not great situations with men, and allowed myself to be treated less than I was worth. And So you
0: decided that...
1: You were going to be the one. (laughs) I was the one. (laughs) You're going to
0: put your foot down. Yeah.
1: I really, I had come to a point in my life where I had had enough, and I knew what I wanted. I knew that I wanted great love in my life I knew I wanted to get married you know these were things that at 28 I knew that needed to start coming into place or I was hoping were going to come into place I didn't have more time to waste if that was not going to happen so it was kind of an ultimatum to myself of are you going to allow this person to continue not having a relationship with you, but being emotionally involved. And I said, no. So to him, I said, you know, you need to decide tonight if you're willing to either be all in or all out because I can't do this in between anymore. So it was a matter of, do you choose to have me be your girlfriend and be all in a relationship with me, be committed, be open to the world that we're together? or do you walk away from me tonight and never speak to me again yeah there was no gray there was no it was all or nothing blurry line it, i had come to an all or nothing because i knew that i wasn't going to get over him if i continued to talk to him and had any kind of friendship
0: i felt that moment coming i remember mulling it over on the phone after after you said those words i remember thinking shit that's it. What, what is it? Shit will get off the pot? Yeah. I have to make a decision. Even in that moment, I was thinking. I was weighing it, weighing it. And I still went with no. Yeah. I was like, you know, this hurts. I'm sorry. I was I, I almost like kind of like, was like, really? All or nothing? Like, we yeah. can't even like be friends? Nope. And she was like, nah. I was like, shit. I was like, all right, well. This it is, was
1: horrible. It was horrible. I mean, horrible. we were both. Nah. We were both crying like. It was It was incredibly painful because not only did I make him make the decision. She wanted to hear me. I made him say it to yeah, me. Yeah. And I said, just so we're clear, what you're saying is that you're willing to walk away from me right now. Damn you. And never speak to me again. Yeah. And he said, yes. Yes. I am and going to walk s- away from you. We, we said I goodbye. Said, okay.
0: We hung goodbye. up. Goodbye. I didn't sleep a wink.
1: I cried, and I was starting a new job the next day. (laughs) I was starting a cocktail waitressing job the next day, so I knew that I couldn't cry my entire face off because my eyes get really puffy. And honestly, there was a certain sense of relief.
0: Like you move on now?
1: That there was, you know, not only did I stand up for myself and what I needed, you know, I demanded more for my life, but... Look, if this is the way he's going to go, then I'm not here to force anybody to be in a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. I've tried that in the past. That shit doesn't (laughs) (laughs) work. I will hound you. And, you know, I've given those little soft. Be my friend. Yeah, I've been given those little soft ultimatums and been strung along for, for a long time before. And, you know, I wasn't about to do that again. And so as brokenhearted as I was, I was a little bit in shock. So it didn't fully hit me. Um, I was sad, but I was, like I said, a little bit relieved that at least I had an answer. Yeah. It wasn't the answer I wanted, but shit, it was, it was a path.
0: The next day I woke up, I remember it was a Wednesday. That was all I could think about.
1: Of course.
0: There were certain moments in my life that I can I can look back and know there were forks in, in the road. Yeah,
1: that was a clear fork.
0: Yeah. Whenever I was faced with, you know, it's either this or that, I always felt like, ah, oh, shit, I got to make the right decision, yeah. or I'm going to ruin my life. Right. That's how I felt. It
1: feels heavy.
0: You know, I thought about that when I dropped out of college. I really thought about it. I was like, I'm going to go this route. Bam. I'm going to work. I thought about it when, many times, you know, when I, when I was like, do I want to get the condo? Do I want to do that, or yeah. want to keep saving money? I mean,
1: these are big decisions.
0: And when you told me that, I was like, the next morning, I thought I made the wrong choice. Yeah. Yeah. I went to go play basketball with Willie. On the way home, as I walked home, all sweaty and smelly with my basketball in my hand, I thought, I'm just going to call her. I'm going to call her and I'm going to tell her that I made a mistake. And I was like, dear God, I hope she takes me back, quote unquote. Yeah. And as soon as I got in the door, picked up my cell phone and I called you. (sighs) I remember when you answered your phone, you almost was like, this nigga what the fuck that
1: was exactly how i answered (laughs) i heard
0: the tone i was like because i walked
1: down the stairs my mom saw my face and she was like oh my god i was living with my parents at the time she could tell something was wrong and i was like it's over and i started crying a little bit i'm like it's it's okay you know i'm gonna get through this not even five minutes later the phone rings and my heart just drops and i was like He's got a lot of fucking nerve calling me today. What does he want from me? I was like, I don't even know if I should answer this. Why is he calling me? So I'm like, I, I can't not answer it.
0: I was hoping you would answer.
1: Yeah, well, I wonder what you would have even said on a voicemail. I probably would have
0: said everything I wanted to I So I was like, say. all right,
1: let's see, let's see what he has to say for himself. Shit. I mean, I was ready to, if he was like, oh, I just want to see how you were doing. And I was going to be like, I'm fine. Never call me again. Fuck your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Go fuck yourself. But But instead, he said I made a huge mistake.
0: Yeah. And I heard the happiness in your voice. And I got so happy. I did because I thought, yes, you know, I didn't miss the opportunity. You know what I mean? I remember you said to me, you said, you said. After I said what I said, I can't remember what I said. I
1: can't totally remember I, either. But I remember you said, "You know, I made a huge mistake, yeah. and I want to be with you."
0: But I remember you said, "Are you serious?
1: Yeah, you're not
0: joking, are you?" And I was like, "No, no, I'm not joking." And I, I heard you like start laughing, and you were like, almost like a what the fuck? Like, yeah. What is this is roller coaster ride. because yeah. all on?
1: of a sudden I had gone from like being heartbroken to being super happy.
0: Yeah. Um. Me too. Instantly, when yeah. when I heard your happiness, I was oh. like, yes. And, um, like, instantly I was like, right away I let you know, but, 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 we're going to take this really slow. I don't know when I'm flying out there. And, uh, here we are today.
1: And I love you. I love you. Ultimatums rock my world. I know.
0: Do we have any more questions?
1: We do. We have one more. It just came in tonight. Hit me with it. I'm going to butcher this. At A- Sir H C. Oh, Krista!
0: Krista spelled backwards.
1: I love you. <laughs> struggled through that shit, and she even says, "Look at me sending mail for the next episode." Probably because I want to see how see how you guys pronounce at Sir H C. I, that's how I read it in my head. At Sir H C. I didn't know what the
0: hell it was, and so she said it was Krista, and, and that's it. It's just Krista to me.
1: I can already hear either of you saying, I pronounce it as Krista, (laughs) haha, okay, first. I'm totally in love with the love you guys have for each other. And then five heart-eye emojis. It makes me smile like a big dork when I listen to each episode. Yay. Yay! Now for the question. Have you guys ever thought about writing a book together? If so, what kind of book would it be? Okay, love you both, kiss, kiss. That's such an interesting question.
0: It is. And uh I have no desire to write any book.
1: I've never considered it.
0: Our podcast is a great great way to document our story.
1: Yeah, I think that I don't think I have the discipline to write a book. Yeah, me either. I think there are times when we have great things to say, mm-hmm. but I think most of the time we're kind of dumb. <laughs> Not in like a dumb way, but like I think our situation is unique. I don't think that a lot of people interact with each other the way that we do, so sometimes our advice and our you know mindset isn't applicable to a lot of situations
0: also, I feel like how many times can we tell our story like we're constantly retelling it from different right. angles.
1: I feel like if we did write a book, it would be a relationship book mm-hmm. it would tell our story, and it would be like kind of like an advice book like a how to of sorts, yeah. How to kick marriage in the ass.
0: That could be the title,
1: that probably would be the title.
0: And it'd just be us, like, oh, I can see the cover.
1: See, he designs the covers in his head for <laughs>
0: sure. The cover is right, the camera is like worm eye view.
1: What's and a it, worm eye, baby?
0: Worm, it's like imagine a worm, yeah, and it's, it's looking, looking up. up at us, yeah. okay. And we're wearing like Timbaland boots and we're about to stomp the camera, and we're like, oh, we look angry, like Onyx. And the title is
1: "How to Kick Marriage in the Ass
0: with Steel Toe Boots."
1: <laughs> would, would Gunter and Chloe be in it? Would they be like ready to pounce? Yeah, on? We'll,
0: we'll we'll Photoshop them in there. Okay, but you know there ain't gonna be no book.
1: No, there won't be a book. Um, That's just
0: extra shit for us to do. We we can barely get an episode out a week.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: Yeah, that's it, son. That's
1: what we got for you this week.
0: Episode six, take it in your ass.
1: Do we want to keep numbering the episodes? Because I kind of don't. Like, I don't mind doing it on the title, but I I never remember when we're recording. Yeah, that's it. All right, this is the last one. We're going to be like, episode six in the bag, yo. This
0: this is how we make decisions, like, on the spot, and that's it. Yeah. Well, anyway.
1: We would love your feedback, topics, questions, confessions.
0: Joinaccounts.tumblr.com.
1: You can uh, listen to us all over the internet now. You already know. Stitcher, iTunes.
0: Yeah, tell a friend. You guys are already telling your friends, and we love that. Tell more of your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your family.
1: Yeah, tell your dog. <laughs> Chloe gave us five stars on iTunes. That's right. Rate and review and we will blow you kisses.
0: I'm going to design bumper stickers. I just want you to put it on your car.
1: Ooh, we should do like guerrilla marketing with like that you just like hit hit up a stop sign. Yeah. With some dope joint account stickers. Just the cover. You know that Mr. El Guapo does that shit. In El Guapo. El Guapo does We're, that shit in San Francisco.
0: We're going to talk to that dude. We, gonna, we are. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Thank you. We love you.
0: Thank you for being fucking awesome. Thank you for the questions, the comments, the concerns, the confessions.
1: Don't forget that you're awesome.
0: And don't forget to stay black.
1: Are we gonna keep doing that too? I don't care. I'm ready to retire that shit too. Nah. Episode six changes are coming. <laughs> we need new tagline.
0: Nah, you motherfucking stay black
1: and nasty.
0: That will conclude this evening's entertainment.